You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM at KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Lisa Impella, your news director, and Tyler Weatherwax is your assistant news director. Tyler is unfortunately sick right now and he had to record from home, but you'll still hear both voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, CSU recently celebrated a milestone for helping first-generation students. Tyler will go over that in more in-campus news. And high schoolers in Poudre School District might have some changes in their graduation plans. Learn more with me in local news. Then you'll hear about a variety of local events with themes from Black History Month to Holocaust awareness and more with Tyler in Life and Events. Then later on in the broadcast, Kroger and Albertsons, which are two of the massive grocery chains, are trying to merge. We'll go over what that means for consumers in national news. And with that, Tyler will get us started off with campus news. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State News. Recently, Colorado State University celebrated one milestone of helping students for decades now, the 40th anniversary of the First Generation Award Program. The First Generation Award Program has over 400 applications each year, and 65 of those applications turn into $5,000 scholarships, with another 23 turning into $6,500 scholarships. This scholarship program started now 40 years ago and has helped over 1,600 students and awarded millions in scholarship money. Bart Valdez was one of the first to receive this scholarship and was able to make it to the 40th anniversary of the award. A new presidential executive has joined CSU with an impressive history. The new presidential executive will be working for the residence program at Colorado State University. The new presidential executive in residence program is former Major League Baseball broadcaster Jenny Canvar. Canvar is a Colorado-born and CSU graduate who had an MLB broadcasting career lasting over a decade and a half. The Emmy Award-winning broadcaster will help CSU with their residence program as well as with the primary play-by-play caller for the Oakland Athletics. Coming up next in the Rocky Mountain Review is Lee with your local news. More about a body found in a lake nearby. In local news, Poudre School District might be changing some of its requirements for students graduating from high school. Students would have to complete the same amount of credits as they do now, but the way they can earn those credits will open up a little. District officials say the changes could give students more flexibility in their high school education. If the new changes pass, PSD students would have more options to fill their required number of credits in social studies, health and wellness, and art. The proposal for the changes will be shared publicly at two community engagement sessions this week. One of them is set for tonight at 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the school board meeting room in the Johansson Support Services Complex. The second one will be held in the Foothills Mall PSD Future Ready Center this Thursday, also from 7 to 8.30 p.m. District leaders say these sessions will also act as an opportunity for feedback on their proposal so the community has a say in what these changes could look like before anything is set in stone. According to the Colorado and PSD officials say the changes were proposed mainly due to a recent jump in the number of programs that became available to high schoolers. The changes would let students actually use those new programs more easily. Students have voiced concerns in the past. Graduation requirements have them needing to take other specific courses. 
PSD Chief Institutional Effectiveness Officer Dwayne Schmitz says the proposed changes seem appropriate to let students access the new options that have opened up for them. Schmitz also says in general, students perform better when they have more choice in their educational path. The district's chief information officer, Madeline Noblet, says if the Board of Education approves the graduation requirement changes, it would not affect current PSD juniors or seniors. The changes would start with the graduating class of 2026. This past couple of days, we saw dry conditions, warmer temperatures, and strong winds, and those factors combined easily push up the risk for out-of-control fires. Now, Pooter firefighters are warning locals to be careful not to spark one. Red flag warnings means bans against campfires or other recreational fires. Pooter Fire Authority says even barbecuing could be dangerous in certain conditions, so firefighters say it's important to be prepared for an emergency. Local weather conditions read cooler and more humid just last week, but already a handful of brush fires have popped up near the front range. The latest nearby fire shut down a part of Highway 52 yesterday afternoon in Boulder County near Lafayette. Officials say it was a small grass fire that ignited on the north side of the highway. The highway was closed for both ways for about an hour as multiple crews with Mountain View Fire Rescue got it under control. Then on Sunday, two brush fires sparked in Aurora. The pair of fires surrounded the east and west sides of a petroleum plant in the city, and the plant had to be evacuated. Aurora Fire Rescue officials say the fires were controlled in under two hours, but strong wind had firefighters battling tall, rapidly spreading flames. And then also this weekend on Saturday, another wildfire had the Colorado Department of Transportation shut down I-25 North at the state Wyoming line. Winds reaching up to 70 miles an hour were reported near the border. Information for this update comes from Denver 7 and the National Weather Service. Windsor police announced over the weekend they're investigating the death of a man whose body was found near a lake. In a news release, police said they got a report just after 4 p.m. last Friday about a deceased body in a canal near the north side of Windsor Lake. The investigation is ongoing, but police so far are saying that foul play is not suspected. The man's name was not released, and officials are asking anyone with information to reach out to the Windsor Police Department. Those were your local news updates. My name is Lee Zimpel. Coming up, Tyler will give you the latest in life and events after the break. CSU is supported by Washington's, supporting live and local music in Fort Collins. Upcoming shows include Young Dubliners on March 7th. Tickets and info at Washington's 
Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax with your Life and Events segment. The Black or African American Cultural Center has celebrated Black History Month all of February, and as the month comes to a close, the center has ended the month off on a high note. The center partnered with Ram Events to help put on a fashion show. The fashion show was a way to show the unique style and strength of the Black or African American Cultural Center and community. A Holocaust survivor visited Colorado State University and shared her experiences and thoughts. Some of those thoughts included what the future should look like and how the campus could look in the future. Esther Bosch, a 96-year-old Holocaust survivor, shared her message of positivity despite what she has survived. Bosch emphasized the importance of positivity going forward. Coming up soon in Fort Collins, you can catch some fun events in the city. Tonight provides the opportunity to test out your knowledge at International Trivia Night. Located at the Global Village Museum of Arts and Cultures at 200 West Mountain Avenue, give your brain a chance to exercise with 50 multiple-choice trivia questions. The event will feature teams of trivia players and starts at 6 p.m. Also tonight is the film screening of The Cost of Inheritance, a Black History Month film that will premiere at the Behavior Science Building in Room A101. Catch this film to wrap up Black History Month with an important look at the complex issues and approaches to historical and racial issues. If you want to watch the film tonight, it will begin at 6 p.m. And tomorrow night is Bingo at the Muse. Play some bingo at the Cooper and all your bingo fans. You can catch this event tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Coming up next now is Lee with your national news updates. Welcome back from the break. Here's a look into some of the national headlines so far this week. Two grocery giants, Kroger and Albertsons, are trying to merge in a nearly $25 billion deal, but the U.S. is suing it to block that partnership in the name of avoiding higher prices. The Federal Trade Commission says if the nation's two largest grocers do partner up, it would eliminate competition from smaller stores and would give them the power to increase prices for millions of Americans. In a news release, the FTC also says the loss of competition would lead to lower quality products and services and fewer choices for where to get groceries. For example, in Denver, the massive partnership between Kroger and Albertsons would mean they'd be the only employer of union grocery labor. The FTC says that would hurt union grocery workers' ability to strike or boycott for better pay and more conditions. 
With all these concerns laid out, the FTC filed its lawsuit yesterday in a U.S. District Court in Oregon, and their lawsuit isn't the only one challenging the merger. Their suit with similar concerns was also filed by eight states and the District of Columbia. Colorado is not one of the states who joined that suit in Oregon, but Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser filed his own separate lawsuit to block the merge. Colorado State Treasurer Dave Young wrote in a release that the FTC's move to file a lawsuit of their own was a win for the state's communities. He says the risks of the merger could make food and medicine less accessible, which would harm local and state economies. Young also says the deal seems to benefit executives more than anyone else. Kroger and Albertsons released a joint statement in response to Colorado's lawsuit, saying they would strongly defend their deal in court. The supermarket chains say they believe the deal would benefit them better compete with other big rivals like Amazon or Costco. Electric school buses might soon be more common to see in U.S. schools based on a recent bump in the number of electric buses on the road. Since electric school buses first started running in the U.S. a decade ago, advocates for their use say they provide rides that are smoother, less noisy, and cleaner, compared to its diesel counterpart. The World Resources Institute says in the past couple of years, the number of electric school buses in use mulled across the country. Despite that preferred ride experience and that recent headway electric buses made, electric advocates have faced a lot of hurdles trying to steer away from diesel. A sweeping majority of American school buses on the road are still running on fuel. At the end of last year, less than 1% of school buses in the U.S. were electric. One of the biggest hurdles that affects advocates, parents, and school districts is the cost. Electric buses save money on fuel and maintenance, but the buses themselves cost up to three times more than diesel buses. In 2021, the Biden administration passed a law to fund the Clean School Bus Program to switch to zero-emission buses, but the program's reach is not as far as some advocates wish it was. Some other barriers slowing down the switch for districts around the U.S. include learning how to maintain the new electric buses, charging the buses, and the length of times it takes to get buses approved. School bus fleet managers in Wyoming turned down federal funding, citing concerns about storing the electric buses in cold temperatures. And despite those worries, advocates across the U.S. still argue for electric and hope to remove those barriers slowing the switch so that bus rides to school can be cleaner for kids riding today and in the future. Information for these stories come from Denver 7 and AP News. We'll take a break, then coming up, Tyler will be back with your sports report. This is DJ Meow, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, Preview. Tonight, starting at 8.30 p.m., you can cheer on the CSU men's basketball team as they hope to improve to 21-8 against Nevada. The Nevada men's basketball team has a better record and a three-game win streak advantage over the Rams. CSU has lost the last two games and are hoping to snap their losing streak and Nevada's winning streak. Once again, that game will take place at Moby Arena starting at 8.30 p.m. tonight. 
Tomorrow morning, the CSU women's basketball team will also play Nevada at Moby Arena. The Rams women's basketball team has a 17-9 record, which is better compared to the 14-14 record of Nevada. If you want to catch that game, it will be at Moby Arena at 11 a.m. And finally, softball return. The game will be played on March 1st to open up the diamond here at CSU for the spring. That game will be played against Iowa State coming Friday, March 1st. Coming up now is Lee with your Fort Collins weather forecast. It's been pretty windy these past couple days. We'll have some moments of a calmer air later on, but tonight winds will stay strong before they die down in the next few days. Tonight, it'll be partly cloudy as we see a low that'll feel around 13 degrees. The wind will make it feel colder out, especially because we could see some gusts as high as 33 miles an hour. On Wednesday, the sky will clear up to be sunny and the high will reach near 49 degrees. It'll still be a little windy, but not nearly as strong as tonight. Wednesday night will stay mostly clear as temperatures cool to a low of 24. The air should sit fairly calmly in the evening, especially after midnight. Then on Thursday, it'll warm up to about 60 excuse me, to about 60 degrees. We'll see another sunny sky. The wind should feel more like a calm breeze in the morning, but it could pick up slightly in the afternoon. Thursday night, we'll have some clouds roll in, but so far it seems it'll stay dry out. We'll see a low around 29 degrees. We'll go over the rest of the week's forecast on Thursday when we come back at 4 p.m. And as always, information for today's forecast comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music. We would also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.